Welcome back. For this episode, I spoke with Professor Sandy DeMauro. Here's our conversation. Welcome, Miss Sandy. How are you? Um, well, I must say it's it's a pleasure to meet you. I've seen your name, and actually, we tried to connect. I guess when you first started. So um, uh, I was really hoping you wouldn't remember that, but yes, it, it was. Um, since then, the, the number of classes I was teaching has only ever gone up, and I thought that at some point of time things would calm down, and I'd have the ability to you know, travel to different campuses and sit in on different people's classes and, um, sorry. Do not apologize. But you know what's awesome about the one, I'm trying to find the many good things about remote learning is um, that's one of the things that I'm gonna do this semester is visit people's classes um, because we can go remote. And so, um, so don't be surprised when I email you for your links just to like, start observing some people you know just teaching and get some pointers and hints things like that from other people so it may be a little easier with us being remote to to kind of peek on peek in on other people's classes our colleagues classes did not think of that but yeah that that sounds like a a more accessible idea than than having to drive in I, i think that as much as i'm enjoying teaching remotely uh, there's many, many things I do like about it, but there's one thing that I miss, uh, which is the performance aspect of it, you know, uh, of being able to be theatrical and say, you know, who's going to slay the dragon. And I can still say the same thing, but in my office, I, I have random hats that I put on, um, depending on, you know, I have a brain hat, which looks like the different folds of the brain on LSD, um, so randomly I'll, I'll wear that and say, okay, today's, you know, the day that my brain gets set on fire and you guys are going to do this. And I, I lose some of that because it's not a, a face-to-face uh, in-person dynamic. So as much as I would like to, to be able to see how people do stuff in Zoom, um, at some point of time, if I ever have time, I would love to come to the physical class. And, and I, I know that there's, special sauce to both sides um i'd like to see what the special sauce is in person as well yeah yeah absolutely i definitely miss that i miss being able to just you know interact um with students everyone at the same time and and just read how people are do you know doing by their nonverbals and just i don't know i just miss that that social interaction. Um, so, but I've been able to like, for the most part this summer, make remote work mm-hmm. better than I thought. So it's not as, you know, intimidating or frustrating. So, but it's nothing beats the, you know, nothing beats being in the classroom with students. So, yeah. All right. Enough shop talk. Um, well, you can go back to shop talk in your answer, but, um, you're wearing a hat, so now anyone that's wearing a hat that appears on the podcast, it's, it's, it's I guess, second nature to now ask. Um, I can't tell if it's a, I don't think it's a basketball team. Dukes, is no, it a store? Dukes. So Dukes was, is in Hawaii. So um, my family and I went to Hawaii last year for the, um, in July we went, and it was one of the things that had been on my vision board for over 20 years to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, so we went on a cruise to all the different islands and Duke's was one of the restaurants where we got hula pie. And um, I just love the hat. So that's where I, I got right, the hat. Cool. I, I, I yeah. couldn't tell if it was a sports team and I didn't want to be offensive and, and say, I don't know what team that is. But. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, if it were a sports team, it would be Philadelphia. So any of the Philadelphia teams. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to shut up and, and I guess let you talk for the next bit. Um, tell me whatever it is that you wish to share about yourself. Um, start in any order, go current day backwards or start Sandy's born and then what happens <laughs> or somewhere in the middle and then do a split. Yeah. Well, I guess a little bit about myself. Um, you know, funny enough, one of the, the things that I, you know, I teach SLS, so I uh, grew up in New Jersey, uh, South Jersey, um, which I love and miss. I miss South Jersey, the Jersey Shore area. Um, went to school on academic probation. Because okay, in high so school, before you move on. Yeah. Jersey Shore, the, the TV show, is, <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched it, but is yeah. that accurate in any way, shape, or form? northern jersey central jersey but not really i'm from the south so okay. i'm from south jersey so it's it's not like yeah it's that's definitely more north jersey so uh, that that does happen people yeah. do behave in that manner and talk in yeah. that manner yeah okay. <laughs> to some extent um but that was like i don't even know do they even have jersey shore on anymore like, i don't think they do but i i think that colossal uh shipwreck of a, of a tv show is is quite yeah. famous yeah um, yeah but sorry i didn't mean to interrupt so you went you, you grew up in south jersey and then you were saying yeah so i went to stockton state college on academic probation i had a semester to prove myself academically because in high school i you know as most of us were didn't really take it very seriously so just loved being in college and definitely needed to kind of separate myself from my, you know, my parents to appreciate them more. Um, and uh, yeah, and then just went on from there and and I went to Appalachian State for my master's. Um, and I worked in, I always tell people, I've, I've worked on both sides of the houses in education, higher ed. I worked in student affairs. So I have my degree in student affairs administration I worked in student activities, residential life, fraternity and sorority advising, orientation, leadership training, and I've always taught a freshman seminar kind of class. So um, yeah, then I moved to Florida about 17 years ago. And um, yeah, just was a single mom for seven, seven, eight years, raising three kids on my own. and fell in love with, you know, exercising and running. So I've run a lot of half marathons and doing CrossFit competition type things and stuff like that. And um, I just sent three, three of my kids off to college. I have twin girls um, and a stepson who all just went off to college. And then my, my son, who's a junior, he's, he's still here getting ready to start virtual school. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my family's still in New Jersey, my sister, my parents, my brothers, I have a twin, I'm a twin. Mm -hmm. So uh, my brother is in uh, North Carolina. And uh, yeah, so now I, you know, loving Florida, 
wish there was more of a, of a season change. Are you born and raised in Florida? No, I was born and raised in India. I, I moved okay. to Coral Springs in 2002. Okay. Nice. So, you know, I love Florida, but definitely miss the Northeast. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just started, you know, ironically, when I moved down here, I started my own leadership consulting business. And Palm Beach State, which was back then Palm Beach Community College, hired me to be a consultant for their leadership programming. Um, and so I did some leadership programming with them and then just became an adjunct and started teaching and then full time. And, and now I've been here for several years, um, but I'm trying very hard to create more of a work-life balance. I don't know how that's going for you, um, but I'm determined this year to do that a little bit more, um, especially on the weekends. So, um, and, and get that in a little bit, uh, a little bit more. So it's a little bit about me, not much to, you know, exciting. I, you know, I love, um, like I said, I love uh, working out with people and, and um, our department just started, um, we did the, we signed up for the wellness walking and things like that. So anytime I could push health and wellness too on people, um, I, I try to do that because I think it's so, so important, especially now with our, the state of where we are today too, is just being uh, physically healthy too. So try to get out and work, work out, run, do whatever, at least once a day, get some stuff out. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little bit funny. So what prompted the move to Florida 17 years ago? Um, well, my first husband at the time, it, he's a pilot. So he was flying for American Airlines and that was right around um, right after 9-11. Uh, so he was um, flying. So we're like, all right. So he got based down in Miami and then he got furloughed. So we moved here because um, he had always loved Florida. And I kind of said, well, if we're going to move, um, we're going to move before my girls got too old um, and too attached to everybody. Um, and my parents too attached to every, you know, my daughters and stuff. So I was like, all right, let's, let's, let's just move. Um, so we moved down here. That's, that's kind of what drove us down here, um, is, is him. And I always liked warmer weather anyway. I'm not much for cold weather and snow. I love for snowfalls, things like that, but I could take it after, like, now I understand the reason with snowbirds is like after January, I'm done. I'm like, I, I need my warm weather. So, um, so that's what kind of brought us down here and, uh, yeah, haven't really looked back since there's times I'm like, okay, I'd like to go back or move someplace else. Um, but we'll probably be here for, uh, a while, at least full, you know, part-time until retirement and then maybe part-time someplace else. So, yeah, that's my life. Three kids <laughs> going off to college. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Is that, I mean, I don't know if this is a good question or not, or if it's an appropriate question or not, but uh, is there a sigh of relief that the little birds are out of the nest or is it 
What, 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 tell me what that's like. What, what is it like sending not just one or two, but starting to sound like LeBron James, not one, not two, but three kids off to college at the same time. Oh, I know. You know, um, it, it, obviously with the pandemic, it has made it definitely a lot more difficult. Um, the worry, not, you know, I hate to say it. I'm, a, I'm not necessarily worried if they get sick or because again, they're 18, they, they, you know, they pray, probably won't get sick. Um, if, if anything be asymptomatic, I'm not necessarily worried about that. Um, but, you know, just the social interaction, all of their classes are remote and online. And I know there's, you know, plenty of people are like, how could you send your kids to college? You know, why would you send them? Um, but my kids needed to leave. Like, I hate to say it, but I, they, my girls took dual enrollment classes and I would be like, are you doing your homework? Did you do your homework? Did you like, and I pride myself in not being a helicopter parent, but I was like, what the heck are they doing on their phones? Did they do their homework? <laughs> like, so they needed to leave um, for me, for our relationship and me to just kind of not hover over them. They're, they're great kids, smart kids. And my daughters actually, they needed, they wanted to separate. They, um, you know, they're identical twins. So a lot of people will always think that one is just like the other. Um, and, you know, I'll never forget they, um, when they were really, really young, I took them, I'm, um, heavily involved in church and things like that. And I took them to their Bible study and their one Bible study leader told, was talking about a, um, you know, Bible verses and things like that and how God made everybody unique. And she actually said, except for the two of you, because you're identical and it struck a chord with them at such a young age that it, it really kind of made them feel like they weren't unique or special. Wow. And yeah, like, um, so to this day, they've kind of always butted heads a little bit um, in terms of, you know, I don't want to say one upping one another, but not as... Uh, loving and supportive as I would have liked for them to have been. So they needed to kind of separate to, to, to appreciate one another, I think. Um, and, and learn that they are unique no matter what, um, and kind of find their own friends. Cause they were kind of involved in the same things in high school. Um, so just kind of find their own way. And they just wanted you know, people to get to know Kayla or people to get to know Sydney and not because, oh, you must be, you know, Sydney's sister or whatever. So um, they, they needed, they needed to leave to, to kind of, you know, separate. So one's at University of North Florida, Kayla, she's there. And then Sydney and my stepson are at FSU, Florida State University. So, and I just said the other day to my one daughter, Sydney, I'm like, so do you miss your sister? <laughs> <laughs> just like say yes, I'm like we we talk to each other. I'm like okay. Um, I mean, they love each other. Don't get me wrong. I probably painted a really horrible picture about that, <laughs> which they will kill me later. Um, but they just they did. They just they needed to kind of be on their own and independent and kind of find their their way on themselves. So it was hard because it was just very stressful. Like 
you know, just not knowing answers and are they gonna stay? You know, we're spending all this money on housing um, for them to take online classes. Luckily, they all got bright futures. Um, so it's it's definitely, you know, difficult. They're, they're definitely missing out on a greater college experience, but they're figuring it out, you know, they're, they're being problem solvers. So, um, so it was hard. It's quiet in the house, but you know, I've, I'm used to kind of a little bit quiet because every other weekend they go to their dads anyway. So it's, it, I was kind of used to a little bit quiet, but um, now that it's been two weeks with nobody here other than my son, I, every once in a while I'll go in my son's room. I'm like, Hey, how are you? He's like, leave me alone, please. <laughs> like pay attention to me give me attention <laughs> so yeah but it's it's good it's you know i i just have to remind myself that their experience is their experience and even though i want a certain experience for them because i had such a great undergraduate experience you know it's it's their experience and not mine so um i try to keep keep that in mind and i try not to ask about homework <laughs> <laughs> or did you study or anything like that? <laughs> the, the only uh, pair of identical twins I know I, I went to school with and they went to, they, they were on the exact opposite end of the spectrum to where they had to do everything together. So I'm wondering what they were told as children. I guess yeah. I'll reach out to one of the twins and ask them. But um, so the entire time you were, you were talking about Kayla and Sydney, I'm, I'm thinking, Jacqueline and Brittany, they, they couldn't be more attached at the hip uh, yeah. if they tried. So they went to, they did the exact same activities in high school. They, did, they went to the same undergrad program, same graduate school, same medical school, um, same residency. And now for fellowship, they're, well, so residency, you can kind of sort of make the case that, hey, I, I, have, I have a significant other that I would like to, to stay with or... You know, if I have an identical twin and we've done all this stuff together, a lot of times programs will, will not want to split up people like that. Uh, but for fellowship, that that's such specialization that you know, we don't care. You know, we, this is the person we want, so we take them. Um, yeah, I, I haven't spoken with either of them in a while, but I will reach out to them and say, you know, what, did something happen that kind of glued the two of you together? Um, are you, do you have that similar feeling of competition with your twin? No, I mean, and ironically enough, so I have a, I have a twin brother and everybody, the question that I always get asked, asked is, are you guys identical? And I'm like, no, we're not identical because I'm a girl and he's a boy. But, you know, the thing is, is that my brother um, was just, he was always like academic like very, very academically focused. And um, so we never really, I mean, we fought like, you know, siblings fight, but never, you know, needed to feel like, oh, I need to be away from him. But I don't know if that's because, you know, we were fraternal twins and not I identical twins. Ironically, I just read this article and I shared it with the girls before they left. There were these two identical twins. They married identical twin boys got married on the same day same dress same this same thing like and their their babies they're having babies at the same time I'm like oh my goodness gracious how do you like 
I, I guess then I don't know. I guess it it does take you know a special person or whatever to always want to have somebody like right there doing everything together, but not my girls. They're very like, nope, we want to kind of go off on our own. Um, definitely very, very, very different. So, um, but I will say, you know, it just goes to show like how one thing somebody can tell you at a very young age and it just like, you know, clicks or makes some kind of, you know, difference. You know, they used to share room and my one daughter, Kayla, she wanted to move out. Like, and I'll never forget Sydney, like cried. She's like, it won't be the same. We're not going to talk as much as we used to. And this was like, you know, they were in third or fourth grade. Um, and, you know, it kind of just Kayla from there on just really kind of wanted to distance herself from being known as an identical, as an identical twin. Um, and that's why it's funny. I, uh, when I found out I was having twins very early on, I was shocked. And my mom's like, paybacks are such a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. When I found out I was having twin girls, I'm like, please at least let them be boys. And she's like, they're girls. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm not naming them the same. I'm not dressing them the same. So it's not like I even perpetuated this, like, you're the same person, you know? Um, so yeah, that one person or, you know, however they made a difference in that their, their lives to make sure that they, they, they do not want to be known as someone else's twin or, you know, something else. So it's, it's definitely been interesting. Um, so, but they, if they still love all the same stuff, like they love to read, you know, like they were at a book competition this summer, you know, they like to read the same things or, you know, so it's, it's funny, like sometimes no matter how hard they try to be different, they really are, you know, they have a lot of similarities too, um, which is, which is interesting too. So, yeah. So now that, well, to use your phrase, pseudo helicopter mom. Uh, yeah. has has given up her duties or the duties have been relinquished uh how do you plan on if you've thought about it at all that the time that you're spending with the, the three kids that are now in college what what occupies that time now um you know i d probably my husband <laughs> more time with him would probably, um, you know, I'm not, I don't know if you are, but I'm not a huge TV watcher. Are you a big TV watcher? Like, do you watch, do you binge watch and things like that? I. Okay. You can admit it. It's your own podcast. I, I know. No, I'm, I'm trying to answer. I'm trying to figure out how to answer this. So usually if I'm not doing something that requires undivided attention, if I'm grading, then that's the only thing I'm doing. I'm not doing anything else. If I'm writing a test, then that's the only thing I'm doing. Uh, right. If I'm responding to emails that I don't want to, then on the corner of my screen, I'll have like a movie or a TV show playing. Uh, right. I don't ever find myself having the time to just sit down and do nothing else other than, okay, this is TV time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if something interesting happens, if there's a loud boom, then maybe my eyes will dart that way. But usually it, it, the TV is there for background noise uh, right, or the TV right. show or the movie, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, 
I, I'm not a huge binge watcher, but I will say like, that's the one thing um, I'm going to try to do. Like I said, a little bit more, I'm going to try and do a little bit more work-life balance. And my office setup is in my bedroom because um, my husband does work from home. So he's always worked from home. And so he has the spare room downstairs that is his office and all the other kids had. So there's really no other place for me to be other than my, my bedroom. So, um, um, so I'm going to try to um, replace that time with like, okay, let's, let's watch a show. Like let's watch a movie or let's watch a series. My husband and I, we kind of have different tastes a little bit, but trying to find some kind of common thing. My problem is, the minute that I sit down on the couch, my body stops because I'm a go, 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 go person. And I fall asleep. I'm like, like a body in motion stays in motion type thing. So the minute like we sat down, me and JP, my husband and my son, Ryan sat down last night to watch uh, the Jackie Robinson movie, uh, 40, 42. Um, and he's like, I'll give your mom 10 minutes. And within 10 minutes, I was working on a PowerPoint as to not fall asleep. So I would kind of stay awake. Um, I'm like, all right, I'm going to shut that within minutes. I was out like a light. I was like, oh man. So, um, but that's, that's one of the things I'm going to, you know, try and, and substitute that time a little bit more. It's just like, okay, let's, you know, he and I do something or watch TV or, or whatever. Um, so what do you watch or what do you prefer to watch? What type of stuff, I guess I should say. I don't mind like, um, I like mystery. I like drama. I don't mind like some violent shows or things like that. Like, like John, like for example, like I'll watch John Wick, but I don't like like zombie. I hate like scary movies. I'm not a big like scary movie person. So he will watch a lot of that sci-fi stuff. And I'm not a big, I'm not a big, huge sci-fi watcher. Um, so we started watching, well, we've watched Schitt's Creek and Yellowstone and things like that. So we, we were just like, oh, we have to find a new uh, series to watch because he watches a lot of things. Um, so he, he's very like, okay, well, what do you want to watch? I'm like, I don't even know what's out there, you know? So uh, I have no idea what's even like the, the best things to watch because I don't really watch TV. I love one of my new favorite shows is on Home and Garden TV is Hometown. And it's this show that they, um, I think it's in Louisiana, 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 one of the small Laurel, Laurel, maybe it's, I can't remember, but it's these two husband and wife team that kind of revamp this small town. Um, so that's like my new favorite show. I just love it because they're, I just love them. They're really funny and stuff. But other than that, we watch Wheel of Fortune every night and Jeopardy. We are huge because we, that's the one thing we pride ourselves in. We eat together as a family. We always have. And um, we'll, the joke in the house is, is that I can't get a meal on the table prior to like 7.30, whereas my husband's more of the cook of the family. But we watch Wheel of Fortune and, uh, and uh, Jeopardy together as a family. So we'll continue to do that. Um, but yes, we'll, we'll figure something out because it kind of feels like we're a little bit empty nesters, even though we still have Ryan here. Um, but to go from like, six at one time to only three it's it's huge it's it's huge so it's a, it's big and then like i said we, we're so busy 
with Ryan last year because he's in band and this year there's just not going to be any band or anything like that so um our weekends will definitely be even more free <laughs> a lot of house projects I guess um I had a question pop in and then it fell through well how has Ryan taken the I guess the change of uh, of scenery, I should say. Yeah. Um, how has he reacted to it? Is he in cool guy mood where nothing bothers him, or is he? Has he? I, I don't know. What, what is that like for for someone to to lose three siblings at once to college? Not lose, but yeah. you know what right. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the joke of the 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 family was was that he had it all kind of set out like you know, Josh, my stepson's room was going to be his trumpet room because it has the best acoustics. The girl's room was going to be his gaming room. One of the girl's rooms was going to be his gaming room. And like the other room was going to be like his dojo room or whatever he called it. It's like, I have this all figured out people. Um, he seems to be doing, you know, okay. In terms of it, I think he kind of is enjoying um, just a little bit of the, the a quietness, but he has you know, he has friends and things like that. I think eventually, like, it, it will, will Once it you know, sets in. hit him a little bit, you know, like, hey, everybody's gone. And it's just me and the two of you, you know. <laughs> so, but he's doing, he seems to be doing okay. And I'm trying not to be, like I said, too, like, invasive and, and be like, hey, do you, you know. But I've always been active with my kids, regardless. I've been, I've been a very, very, very active mom, and and doing stuff with them all the time. You know, so that's not out of the ordinary. That all of a sudden, you know, I'm vying for his attention or or spending time with them because that's what I've I've always done. So, yeah. All right, Mr. JP, how did you meet him, or how did the two of oh. you meet? Well, funny story. Um, I, so I was single for a while and he, he was too, um, him and, and his, who, I, the, the funny thing is, is that we're, you know, I am actually very, very good friends with his ex-wife. Um, he is friends with, with my, um, ex-husband and we're all kind of, you know, friendly. And that's, that's the best of every world is for everybody to have a good relationship to make sure that it's the best for, for the kids. But so I was single for a while. He was single for a while. Um, and I finally was like, well, a couple of my friends were like, you're going to, you're going to go, you're going to start meeting people. I'm like, I don't need to really, I'm good. I'm good. And my friends were like, you need to go on match. And if you don't go on match.com, I'm going to, we're going to put you on match and we're going to be the ones who figure out who you're going to date. I'm like, that's not happening. So I'm embarrassed to say that I went on a dating site for a little bit and, you know, between finding it very, very humorous and almost sad, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, so I kind of put it out there to my friends and I said, okay, I said, whoever, you know, um, finds me somebody who um, is a good person. I had a list of what I was looking for in, a, in somebody. And um, I said, whoever finds me someone and it, it's, it sticks, it does not that I have to marry them or anything like that. I said, I'll treat you to a day at the spa. And uh, my girlfriend, Trish had played, her sons played baseball and she had met JP 
because um, their boys were on the same baseball team. And um, so she's like, oh, I, I, I thought he was married because he was, you know, talking to his, you know, ex-wife very friendly, but found out that they were divorced or whatever. So gave him my number. And because he wasn't really that interested, um, he lost my number. He lost my number. <laughs> so, and then um, we did wind up finally meeting up at a Starbucks and he to this day will tell everybody he's like I felt like I was on I went on an interview because I like like I said I had my list of questions like <laughs> like do you cook because I was I was like I had to find somebody who's going to help me cook and wound up that he's 10 times better as a cook than I am the kids don't even ask for any of my meals they always want his meals um you know, um, I wanted somebody who was handy. I wanted somebody who was close to their mom, had a really good relationship with their mom, um, went to church, things like that. So he said, yeah, he's like, I felt like I was on a two hour interview <laughs> with Starbucks. And then ever since we kind of, you know, just dated off and on until one day I was like, okay, you know, like let's, let's be a little bit more serious about this. And so I think we dated for you know a couple of years before we got married and we wanted to make sure especially when you bring kids involved and things like that so um that was important to us so yeah so we've been married seven years now almost eight years so and we so we blended our families which um you know has worked out it took a while to get used to blending families because he's very independent and um, raising his son and jo Josh, um, and then me with my three kids, but he's great. He's, he's taken on my kids, you know, he is, my kids are his kids, which is, is wonderful. So um, yeah, so it's pretty good. Everybody's always like, so with this, with this um, pandemic, cause now we're, we're together, it's like, how are you and JP doing? <laughs> because <laughs> everybody knows I like my space, you know, <laughs> I'm like, you know what we're doing actually surprisingly well. <laughs> You're the second person I'm interviewing for the podcast today. And uh, the young lady I interviewed this morning met her significant other through a dating app or oh, website. No. I forget which one it was, but the dating platform. Mm -hmm. And you also, she had the same exact, uh, she mentioned something along the lines of, we were trying to figure out how to share the story of how we met with our respective parents. And we were thinking, you know, option A is we tell them what happened yeah. or option B, we make up something about, you know, we met at the grocery store and then eventually they, they, they shared the truth. And I, I, I asked her, why did you hesitate or what? And you kind of had the same response where uh, you kind of weren't, terribly happy sharing the fact that you went on a dating site. So why, why the hesitation? Why the, do you feel the need to justify that you I went know. on a I, You know, I don't know. I guess because old school, if mm -hmm. I like to call myself old school, um, I, you know, I guess that's just not something, I, you know, when I met my first husband, I didn't do that. And I kind of felt like, I guess dating sites maybe have this stigma of, you know, being, you know, for people who just like always just want to have somebody and, you know, or can't find somebody on their own, sure. you know, or something like that. So, um, 
but you know what it was it, it was pretty interesting there were some you know definite and then you hear the horror stories about it um and you hear really you know really good things about it too so yeah I guess it's one of those things like it's just like a stigma I'm like oh did I had to you know I had to go on a wet dating site um to uh find somebody but there really is that's you know if that's how you find them that's how you find that person and that's actually great that there's that platform to help bring people together you know sure um, so yeah so i'm glad that it worked out for for um who you interviewed prior to it i guess i just found also too like you know people you really have to kind of dig through a little bit like in terms of are you really who you who you say you are? Um, and even so, that they may they may give you this impression that they are, but they're they're not, you know. Um, so or you know, like you get all these likes, and it's one of those things like, oh, I got all these, you know, like yeah, I'm interested, and then nothing comes to fruition. So you're kind of putting energy into it. So. But that's why I kind of took it with a grain of salt. Like, you know, I just use it as a comical relief at times, you know, um, so, but good. Yes, I'm glad. Now there's so many, oh my goodness gracious. You know, there's dating apps for people who are dog lovers now too. <laughs> and then you have to wonder, are you really a dog lover? Or are you just at, on that dating app? So do you think it's easier to, to separate the wheat from the chaff or to find out if someone's full of it? online or through a two-hour interview uh, at Starbucks? Definitely through the two-hour two hour interview. Yeah, definitely. I will say, like, <laughs> I remember I saw this. I met up with this one guy who said, you know, he was, you know, this type of build and this type of personality and this whatever. And I went and he was nothing like that. And I'm like, dude, like, you know, he was a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. He was a nice guy. Um, but I was just like, you are not like he said he wasn't a smoker. I like went, you know, went to meet him at a bone fit. I'm like, he just reeked of smoke, you know, and I'm like, come on, don't lie. <laughs> well, that I mean, it's one thing to say that, you know, I'm a very I don't know, gregarious person. And then you meet them and they're just, you know, sitting quietly. That That's yeah. one thing to say that maybe to them, they're very outgoing now compared to perhaps 10 years ago, right. but smoking versus non-smoking that that's, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get that one. Like, what the heck? <laughs> that one's weird. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I used to, I, there, now I'm going to tell you all my dating stupid stories, but please, this is interesting. This one guy, this one guy, I was like, wow, I'm so impressed. He's talking French to me, you know, and he was using Google translate. Like, I'm like, come on, like, oh my goodness gracious. So yeah. Cause then when I talked to him on the phone, I'm like, you're from Boston. You got this Boston accent and whatever, but he's like trying to impress me that he's, you know, knows French and all this stuff. And I, I like, you do not know French. You're using Google Translate. <laughs> so it was interesting. It was, it was definitely interesting. So that's when, when I met JP, um, I, you know, he passed his, he passed his interview he, and he'll tell you that he was, he was supposed to go to a meeting or something like that. And he was, 
you know, he's late for the meeting or whatever. So, um, so every once in a while, we'll go to that Starbucks um, back be before pandemic, before we got married, the day before we got married, we went to that Starbucks just for, you know, and every Christmas I buy him something Starbucks related. Um, so it's kind of a, our nice little story that, you know, in intertwines us, good old Starbucks. <laughs> How would he describe you? Ooh, <laughs> difficult at times. He would probably describe me. Um, yeah, he would probably, he probably very laid back. He is, I'm definitely more laid back than he is. Um, so um, I'm laid back, very, very personable. He would probably say, um, um, funny at times. I think I like it. Well, he's funny too. We're both pretty funny. We'd like to both think of ourselves very funny. Um, he, it was definitely one of the things that's like, wow, Sandy, you know, a lot of people like, cause I just am one of those people. And I think it stems from when, you know, I was in high school and I was a quiet person, went to college and I was like, I got to change my persona a little. I can't be living in a, a quiet shell. And so I'm very, very friendly to a lot of people and I like to meet people and I like genuinely like people and he'll be like, you know, everybody, you know, you know, everybody or whatever. So, um, or all, like the other day, um, Rhonda, uh, trust Schwartz. She's a professor at Boca. Mm -hmm. She's my neighbor. She lives a couple houses down from me. And, um, I was working out in the garage and cleaning the garage and she was walking by. So we stopped an hour and 15 minutes later. He's like, um, I need to order dinner. Are you ever going <laughs> to come in the house? I'm like, oh yeah, we'll come in the house. So, um, I'm a chatty Kathy. He'd like to probably say too. So this question has, um, become a little more famous over the past few weeks that I've interviewed people that well, share a living space with, with their significant others. Um, when, or what was, you got to figure out how to phrase this correctly. When was the last time JP did something that made you angry, but also made you smile at the same time? Ooh, that's a good one. When was the last time he made me angry, but made me smile? Maybe this morning I was trying to sleep in and he was getting ready to go do the grocery shopping. And I was trying to sleep in, but yeah, he's like getting ready. And I was come on, I just want to sleep in. But I'm like, dang, he's going grocery shopping. That's probably one of the things. Like also, he loves to grocery shop. I hate to grocery shop. Like, or I try very hard on Sundays to that's ever since I was a single mom, because I used to um, teach at night. I used to teach for the University of Phoenix. So I would teach at night while the kids were sleeping and stuff and on the weekends and things. But Sundays were my day to do nothing. Like it was just my day. I liked I would weed or whatever. We'd spend Sundays out in the pool, me and the kids. So it's just something that I kind of have has gotten ingrained in. But yet that's one of the things like he's always gone grocery shopping on Sundays. And so that was finally one of the things that I said, because I'd begrudgingly go grocery shopping with him, feeling bad that he was going grocery shopping on Sundays. 
and me, I was like not wanting to do it. I said, listen, I'll go grocery shopping with you. That's not a problem, but we're not doing it on Sundays. Like I hate going grocery shopping on Sundays. And that's when he was like, I don't mind going grocery shopping. I like going grocery shopping. So, um, so he does typically he'll do the grocery shopping. I, I do it too, but he does it more for like, what do we, he, like I said, thank goodness he's a cook. He likes to cook. He's good at it. I'm not, I thought I was good at it until I married him. And I quickly realized I'm not very good at it. Um, I'll use the wrong knife for things and will quickly tell me I'm using the wrong Cutco knife or whatever. Um, so yeah, so probably this, even this morning, not too angry, but I was like, oh, come on, I just want to sleep in. And he was being a little louder than that. <laughs> wasn't really being able to sleep in. So second question in the, the, the newlywed game. Um, what's the best piece of advice he's ever given you? The best piece of advice that he's ever given me. Um, He's, he is a, I don't know if he's ever verbal. Well, I shouldn't say that. I can't specifically say, but he has helped me be a better parent, even though he probably doesn't, even though we've kind of like been like this, especially in the beginning in terms of parenting. And um, he has, he may not think that I've listened to him but he will give me advice and as mama bear, and he'll tell you mama bear, but I get all pissed off and I'm like, dang, he's right. But I wouldn't let him know <laughs> that I thought he was right. So he's definitely made me look at how I parent um, with a little bit of a different perspective on things um, in terms of, um, yeah, just, just how I parent. So I wouldn't say that it was one specific piece of advice, um, but definitely parenting. Um, and I think probably I've done the same for him. Like I probably have helped him to, to be a little bit more laid back for things. Whereas with him, I've probably created a little bit more structure um, or just have realized some things, but again, because of the big, the big um, joke around is that I'm Italian and he's Cuban. So anytime we're in this, like, it's not, it can't even, it's, it might not even be an argument, but just a discussion. And we get like, we both just get loud, you know, with one another, my dog goes and runs and hides because he <laughs> she thinks we're fighting. I'm like, it's not, I'm just, I'm Italian and he's Cuban and it just, our, our volumes get loud, you know? Um, so there have been times, <laughs> excuse me, that we've, especially in the beginning, just very different parenting styles. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he's he's taught me a lot about that. And, you know, and just watching him love on my kids, and I was very territorial about my kids, they're my kids, you know, they're my kids, not your kids. Um, and just loving on them as if he, nobody would ever know that he was not their, you know, biological dad, because he, he, does, he does a lot for them and, and he loves on them, so. Um, yeah. So those life lessons without like being specific in terms of wording per se, but yeah. Okay. Well, that was going to be question three on what was the oh. best piece of advice you've given him or what would he say to that? Um, and then I guess question four is rounding up. Um, 
what was the last thing that you did that make him made him very irritated, but he couldn't help but smile? Oh, what made him irritated? Probably yesterday. I did probably something on the boat yesterday. We uh, we have a boat. He has a boat. Um, he's very nice to say we have a boat, but it's not my boat. It's his boat. Um, probably yesterday. Sometimes, like if I didn't, if I don't get like the the lines out quick enough or whatever. But at least he knows I'm trying to get. I know he he would like for me to learn how to drive the boat up onto the trailer and I'm a kinesthetic learner. So I'm like, okay, but you have to be with me to, to help me figure it out. But if it's just the two of us, I'm out. how can you be with me and be in the truck at the same time or whatever? So I think he gets a little frustrated that I'm not willing to take the wheel and willing to kind of like do that as much. I'm like, it's a big boat. I, what if I do something wrong or whatever, but so probably makes him a little frustrated, but it makes him smile anyway that I'm still willing to jump off a you know boat to the dock and tie things off and at least trying to learn that whole aspect of it and be more you know confident in it. So that that, that would probably have to be it. And then I fell asleep last night watching the movie. <laughs> okay, now this is something that you're more than welcome to say no to. What are the okay. chances we can ask Mr. JP the same questions? Oh, I'm curious to see if he would say the yeah, same or not. He probably would say, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go grab him? Yeah, I'll go grab him. If you don't mind. <laughs> I will. I'll go grab him. Here. So this is JP. Hi there, Mr. JP. Hey, good afternoon. Well, I, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. But my name is Anurag. I'm one of Sandy's colleagues. I teach math at, at the Boca campus at Palm Beach State. Um, I like the beard. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Been there for oh, probably close to 20 years now. So I, I, well, my significant other came back from California after three months and I hadn't shaved in a while because I'm lazy. And so I, I had it fairly lengthy and she walked in the door and she's like, Got now it's got to go. <laughs> so I, I shaved a week ago, and now it, it's it's coming back. Um, I tried to grow it beard. I tried to grow it thick, and I didn't like it. It was I didn't like the itch, so I keep it pretty cropped. That, that's a phase that you can run through. If you power through it, it takes about three days, and then yeah. after that, it's smooth sailing. Pardon the pun. I even I even tried the bombs and everything. It just kind of drove me nuts. Uh, I've tried it a couple of times, but all right. Well, I'll, I'll let you get back quickly, but I wanted to ask a couple of questions, sure. if you don't mind. What's the best piece of advice Sandy's given you? To not let the little things get me agitated. What's the best piece of advice you've given Sandy? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Um, she doesn't listen to much of my advice. Um, okay, I'll change the question slightly then to, <laughs> to, to, to follow up on that. What do you think she has done based on what you said, even though it comes off as the, the fact that she hasn't listened? Oof. So, Okay, I, I, I changed that even further. What is something she does now that she would never admit came from you as a suggestion? Love on us as a family. So she loves on everybody 
Um, she is very giving, but she didn't show, I, I didn't, I don't want to say didn't, she doesn't show as much affection to the kids as I do mm-hmm. um, or to the family. And she has actually grown in that tremendously. Fair enough. Um, what was the other thing? Oh yeah. What was the last thing you did that irritated the crap out of her, but also made her smile? Oh, so got her probably, angry. Well, but, I won't but, stop without giving her more than one kiss. Oh, it's yeah. all oh, of I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that yet, but oh, that's true. Yeah. She gets pretty agitated at that <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, like, he likes three kisses. And I'm like, okay. And every that. time she's at, because now I've worked from home for the past 15 years, but now that she's at home, she'll be working at either her desk or down in the kitchen. And I'll come up and just kind of give her a hug and a peck and, it frustrates her, um, but by the same token, she walks away with a smile. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fair enough. I'm thinking I didn't hit any of those questions. That you, you did. You oh, did. I did. The first one, yeah, you did. Oh, okay. I think you did. Right? No, I won't say anything. <laughs> Let's have the pendulum swing the other way. So what was the last time that Sandy did something that made you upset, but then you couldn't help but smile? Hmm. <laughs> See, I never make him upset. Isn't that great? He seems like a cool dude. Oh no. What was the last thing that quite honestly is probably getting in her car this morning and seeing how much of a wreck it was and trash. <laughs> But by the same token, she had this little tchotchke thing that made me smile. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Uh, I guess the last question would be, how would you describe Sandy? (laughs) Assuming she's not standing over your shoulder. No. How how would I describe you? Is probably one of the most caring people I've ever met in my life. Um, she actually is everybody's friend. Um, people call on her, even though people always gravitate towards her when they need comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not have talked to her in two months, um, but they know that they can always call and she will always answer and give them the comfort they need. Okay. I like two more questions. Sure. Uh, okay, how do I say this? Your impressions of the date at Starbucks. Ah, I actually, truthfully, called my mom when we got off the phone and said, I'm going to marry her. No lie. When she walked in, I can still, I can tell you the dress she was wearing when she walked through that door. She had on this little flower sundress. Her hair was still wet. That was what, 12 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So I can still, no. yeah, close. Did you feel like it was an interview though? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> felt like it was an interview. That, that's where I was heading with this. Absolutely. And I was trying to see if you, if you felt the interrogation. Uh, oh, yeah. Or if it was but just that. I asked a lot of questions too. Yeah. So we oh, had what both. were your questions? She, she told me the questions she asked you. Um, <laughs> a lot of things very similar. It was about her family how close she was about her kids, Um, you know, and it was a lot of those same, you know, as long as 
try to make sure that we were somewhat compatible in that, you know, does she still communicate with her parents? You know, what are her kids like? What is the structure in the house? You know, those kinds of things. Cook, does she cook? You know, <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I didn't realize it was just pasta. But. <laughs> yeah, I've learned to, to ask, always ask a follow-up question on, and do you cook? Uh, my significant other, she's French-Canadian, and, and I, at the beginning of our relationship, I was the one who was always cooking, not knowing why. Uh, now I understand why, but she, <laughs> she uh, I, I was sitting on the couch and she said, okay, I'm going to make you something today. And I said, oh, this is, this is fantastic. King of the castle. I'm going to, you know, I'll be sitting on the couch today and enjoying dinner. And I said, oh, okay, what, what, am, what are we having or what am I having? And she said, uh, croque monsieur. And I said, well, that sounds fancy in French. So I, I'm imagining, you know, this uh, lamb dish with you know, duck breast and filet mignon. I, I don't know. I'm imagining some French delicacy. And, uh, you know, she very happily uh, prances into the kitchen. And, you know, she. it, it was just this, I guess, barstool divider thing between the kitchen and the, the living room. So I could see she's she's getting excited and, you know, pats and pot, pan, pat, pots and pans are banging around. And I'm thinking, this is, this is going to be fantastic. And eventually I, I went back to my laptop on the couch and was watching TV or something. And I don't know, 15, 20 minutes later, uh, she's coming with a plate, but because I was sitting lower, the plate's higher, so I, I can't see. And I'm like, oh, well, what is it? <sighs> you caught that sigh. <laughs> it was toast. With cheese and ham. Right. Melted cheese, right? Yes. Yeah. And I said, this is a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> you, you said you were making some French name. She's like, yeah, croque monsieur. It's, it's, it's not just a ham and cheese sandwich. It's, it's a croque monsieur. I said, honey, it's a, it's a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> and you toasted the bread. You don't toast ham and cheese sandwich bread. And then I remember after that, not asking her to cook. I no. think her, her repertoire extends to ham and cheese and maybe pasta that's completely bland and has no flavor yeah. to it. Now, Sandy does cook, but I just, I, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I've worked from home. I'm usually home. So a lot of that happened and it just kind of grew into there. And she has her specialties, enchiladas. and Yeah. But the kids, kids request his cooking. Like, uh, yeah, they want his stuff. Okay, now the true last question. Did you lose her phone number on purpose or on accident? On purpose. <laughs> and I'm, on purpose. I'm only guessing that that's based on what you said earlier, that that was before you met her. It was definitely before I met her. And so, it was like, it was when Trish gave it to me, I was not really wanting to get into anything and so i kind of lost it on purpose <laughs> no other reason <laughs> fair enough yep. all right well i i won't take away away from whatever it is that you were doing but thank you I for humoring me I, I... <laughs> I was actually cooking i was i was downstairs butterflying chicken breast to make right. chicken parm because his his delicate way of saying uh, okay, that's fine, but I want more. I'm like, hey, I'll take out gravy because I made gravy sauce. 
Um, I was like, okay, we can have spaghetti. He's like, okay, well, I, I think I'll make some chicken parm too. So clearly my suggestion of I'll make pasta tonight <laughs> with gravy didn't cut the standard. I'll make chicken parm it's too. I'm like, there okay. is, you're, I don't even attempt to make gravy because your gravy is that good, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, I was kind of digging some chicken parm tonight too, so. <laughs> so he's making a chicken parm. Fair enough. Well, th thank you very much for your time. I, I, I really appreciate you humoring me. <laughs> Not a problem. Nice meeting you. Pleasure is mine. I, ho I hope to do it someday in person. Uh, thank you. Thank you for, for, for sharing your family. Uh, I'm going to move to a couple of questions that came from the previous interviewee and, and some that I, I think are interesting to share. Okay. Uh, the ones that came from this morning, uh, outside of your kids, because that, that seems to be an easy answer for, for parents to give. When you look back at your life, what would you consider to be your greatest success? Ooh, when I look back at my life, what do I think is my greatest success? I would have to say, um, so when I, without getting too religious or whatever in, in your podcast. Um, so when I went through, I grew up Catholic and um, all that stuff. But when I was going through my divorce, it was a very, very, very difficult time for me. It was something that was very unexpected for me and was, you know, lived here without family, without, you know, had a few friends because I had just moved here like a year prior and my kids were really young. So um, I had a friend who was like, why don't you come to church with me? And I'm like, okay. Um, and started going to church, um, Christ Fellowship, and just getting immersed in that. And I will have to say probably my biggest success is, you know, um, anytime I can talk to people about how my faith and how that has helped me through hard times and um just actually then then people kind of have found their way to church too or i'll invite them to a bible study and things like that so that would have to be my my greatest success where is the church located so Christ Fellowship is the, it's one of, that's like one of those multi. Ah, then yeah. I, I'm trying to think I, when I was, my, my philosophy thesis was on the existence of the non-religious God. Okay. So this is something that I, I had, I wrote to pretty much every single priest, rabbi, uh, person who worked at a temple, uh, anyone that would give me the time of day. And I thought it was Christ fellowship, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember the name. They're uh, based out of, um, Palm beach gardens, but there's Royal. I go to the Royal Palm one, mm -hmm. but I also attend life church and listen to life church. And I've just really then since expanded and listened to like, I love Charles Stanley. Oh my God. He's like, you know, whatever he says, I'm like, how did you know I needed to hear that today? Like, it's just amazing. You know? Um, so yeah, that would, that would have to be my, my so guess. one of the questions I asked, um, I, I ended up speaking with one priest, uh, who unfortunately was on her way out to Wisconsin, I guess they, they moved her or she got a promotion or something. 
I don't remember the exact uh, explanation for why she wasn't going to be around, but one of the questions I asked was, well, you're fairly invested in, in doing what you're doing and believing what you believe. Uh, and this now question applies to you or is addressed to you as well. Was there ever a time where you doubted the existence of God? I guess right. I don't know how else to ask that question. Right. I mean, I don't think I've ever doubted the existence. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that. There's plenty of times where I'm like, like, is, is there God, you know, is sure. there, you know, like actually my son and I, when we were up at FSU, we, we were having this conversation. Um, and so there's definitely been plenty of times that I'm like, wait, is, is there, um, but I guess I look back and I journal a lot and I look back and see the times that he, you know, he was there, he appeared or whatever. Um, and there's this cartoon and I'll have to, when I go back to campus, um, there's this cartoon that I have and it was, I've had it for years. It's Buckles, this little cartoon, this dog, this little beagle dog, and his friend is a flea. And the dog is looking out, looking over the fence. And he's like, how do I know there's something beyond that fence? How do I know? And the flea is like, you just have to believe it. But I want to go there. He's like, but you can't go over the fence. Like you, you know, so, and the flea is just like, you have to have faith that there is something over that fence. And it's just things like that, that'll come to me or just appear that's those types of things where i just i believe that that's god or you know saying nope i'm here you know um answering things or even bringing people into my life um so yeah so i definitely question once in a while you know you just don't know you you know um but i definitely have that you know my faith has to kind of squash that you know or else i I think I'd be like, oh my gosh, you almost get into a panic attack. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So to, to borrow from that, how much, you're fairly accomplished, at least from what I've read of you and when other people speak of you, they, they, they always speak with reverence and, and uh, I don't want to say awe in that, yeah, awe is not the right word, but reverence for sure. And it's always... Uh, it's always a kind word. It's it, no, I, I don't think I've ever spoken with anyone that spoke ill of you. Um, yeah, because I'll beat that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no gravy for them. <laughs> That's right. Um, how much of what you've been able to accomplish personally, professionally, whatever spin you want to put on it, or wherever you wish to take the question, do you think is as a result of your hard work? slash your work ethic versus um, I'm going to use luck to encompass uh, divinity as well. Right. How much of it is perhaps of your own hand and how much of it do you think is outside of something that you could control? Right. Well, I think a effort definitely is, is a big part, but you know um, one of the things that I I, I truly believe in is that when I was doing my continuing contract and writing my continuing contract and looking back, I was like, wow, look at all these people like you, like, like now I feel blessed that, 
we have had this conversation, you know, and I just look and like, look at all these people that I have been blessed to work with and learn from and get nuggets from and um, get ideas from like, you know, like Sophia Monroe is like, she's like this gem of wisdom. Um, just so many people. And so I kind of feel like, yeah, it's my effort to, to take things places or else I'd be doing nothing. But I also believe that it is that woven path that I'm so lucky, blessed, whatever you want to, however we want to say it, that's that I get to interact with so many amazing people, you know, and, and I don't ever think that there's uh, chance meetings or things like that. I think that it's, it's very purposeful. Um, so I, I guess it's a, it's a definitely a combination of not taking for granted the, the, the things that have kind of come my way, you know, and realize that it's kind of, you know, but then it's up to me with what I do with it, you know, um, and recognize, um, and recognize opportunities or whatever. So, um, yeah. Fair enough. As a follow-up to the, the first question that was suggested, uh, which was about what do you consider your greatest success? What would you consider your greatest failure? Oh, my greatest failure. Um, gosh, not believing in myself probably as much as I should have, especially maybe when I was younger, um, yeah, or yeah, I guess that, and just kind of struggling with that. Not that it was a failure, but I look back and I think like, oh, I could just, you know, if you had just done things differently or believed in yourself or had a little bit more confidence, um, younger Sandy, then some decisions would not have been made or whatever. Not that I'm like, you know, my dad always says a Monday morning quarterback, you can't be a Monday morning quarterback, you know, or else we'd always be living with regret of our decisions. But I think that would have to be my, my greatest failure is that I, you know, I definitely, it took me a while um, to build self-confidence and, and, and things like that. Um, but I also then believe that because of that, I can relate to things that people go through too sometimes, you know, is it really the greatest failure? <laughs> so what, what changed, what made Sandy not confident to Sandy? Well, what changed not confident Sandy to confident Sandy. I, I know that right. there's a better way to phrase that, but. Right, that, that's fine. Um, well, I would say, I think I had two phases of not confident Sandy to confident and then back to not confident. Oh, to confident. okay. So first would have to be high school to college. Like high school, you know, I was just one of those people that I was friends with everybody, but I, I wasn't, I didn't fit into a specific group of, of people. 
Um, and I kind of just always felt like I was behind the eight ball type, like, oh, just, you know. So I went to college and this is what I told my one daughter, Sydney, who went to FSU. I'm like, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. Like, this is your new chapter. People don't know you were shy in high school or don't know that you weren't. So there was just something in me that I was just like, I need to be outgoing. I need to kind of, even if it makes me feel out uncomfortable, need to be outgoing and so kind of that then kind of changed and I became you know a very I won't say overly confident but different and then doing fine doing fine doing fine and then boom you know go through my first divorce and that kind of rocked my self-confidence and self-esteem definitely and um, just kind of had to remind myself that other decisions that people make aren't what define me you know, and I remember having to put um, like on my mirror uh, with dry erase, like you are, you are a great mom, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, just to kind of stop those negative thoughts and just remind myself and journaling and all that stuff, um, obviously reading the Bible and stuff, just kind of help me to even kind of be at a different level of, you know, self-confidence and things like that. So yeah, the two stages of confident to, or not confident to confident areas of my life. <laughs> cool. Um, I guess I should have asked this to JP when he was here. I, I didn't realize the second part of the question. If you were to ask if we, if I were to ask your parents or your significant other, how would they describe what you do for a living? Um, well, JP probably would tell you I work way too much. Um, but my mom would be like, she teaches. <laughs> she teaches. Um, yeah, she, you know, that's probably, yeah. But well, JP would probably say she changes people's lives. That's what he would, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident and I'll email you later and I'll ask him that question, but I'm pretty sure because every, you know, I always start each day just seeing, just saying, help me be a, help me be a blessing to others. So change people's lives. I'd like to think that that's what we all do. I'm, and I know that you do that as well. Like, I can't imagine how many people's lives you've changed because how many students go in with such a, um, because I see it in my own daughter, like, oh, I'm not a math person. Oh, I'm not good at math. And how you bring math to life and change people's confidence in their capabilities of, of math. So I, I can guarantee you change people's lives too. I hope so. You do. <laughs> if you could have one superpower super to fly, to be invisible, super, have superhuman strength, what would you choose or what would you want it to be? Superpower to eat chocolate and not gain any weight. That would be my superpower. I wouldn't want to fly because I'm afraid of heights. So I feel like that would would be like that. I guess my superpower would be vision because I, I think vision because I have horrible vision. I can't see anything. So I think I would want to have like superpower vision to see things. I don't know. I'm allergic to chocolate. You are? I am. Well, cocoa. And the only oh. kind of chocolate that I like is is really, really dark stuff. 88, 90% cocoa. 
and I can't have milk chocolate is in my head, not real chocolate. So I don't like the taste of it. It, It's too milky and not chocolatey enough. So when you Mm -hmm. said that, I I tend to forget that I'm allergic and then randomly I'll see something like, I I would love to have that. And, And I might be adventurous when Julie's not home. Because uh-huh. it causes terrible stomach pain. So usually uh-huh. when I'm bent over double and she, she would come home when I was living in, in, elsewhere in Davie uh, and I wasn't, I was pacing and not, you know, having a good time. You had ice cream, didn't you? Well, honey. <laughs> so, but was it worth it? <laughs> oh, at the time it, it's heaven. So Right down the street from my apartment was this uh, creamery or ice cream parlor that was run by a Scottish family. It was called Maggie Moo's. And they would make all their uh, ice cream in-house at the store. So they, they, if they ran out of a particular flavor, that was it. That mm-hmm. There isn't any more until the next time they make, or they make mm-hmm. more. And they had this dark chocolate ice cream that was basically dark chocolate bars right but in ice cream format right and it was so rich and delectable but holy cow it was a stomach pain and a half waiting to happen so anytime she would come over and i wasn't having a good time she would say nope i'm going back i'm not staying overnight (laughs) because you're going to be complaining the whole night (laughs) so when you said the ability to eat chocolate i thought maybe i found another one of of my kind but enjoy it for me enjoy it what person uh, from history, either living, dead, and doesn't even have to be history, what, what person, real or fictitious, uh, would you most like to have a meal with and why? Um, wow. I won't, I won't say, I would say Jesus, but I'll say a different one other than that one. Um, ooh, who would I like to have a meal with and why? You know who I honestly would? I just love, um, I love George Michael and he has, you know, passed and I just would love to have, (laughs) I remember going, Wham! was like my very favorite first concert and I would love to, you know, have dinner with, uh, with George Michael. (laughs) So let's say you're sitting across the table from Jesus to your left or right, doesn't matter which side, but Jesus is sitting somewhere and George Michael is sitting somewhere. Uh, and you're allowed to ask them one question. What, what do you ask Jesus and what do you ask George Michael? Ooh. George Michael, I would probably ask like, um, let's see, what would I even ask? Like maybe just like, um, oh my goodness, I'm like, just tell me about your life. I would love to know about his life. And why did you break up? Why did Wham break up? Because that was such a good group, um, him and Andrew Ridley. Um, I'm probably dating myself now too, that Wham was my very first concert. But um, Jesus, I would just, gosh, I think I would, I wouldn't even ask him a question. I just would be in awe and just thank him, you know, Um I would probably know, ask George, did you know Jesus? <laughs> like, you guys know each other? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, those are hard questions. You've had some good questions. Uh, fair enough. Um, are you an NBA fan? Do you watch basketball at all? 
Not really. I'm okay. more of a football fan. I won't ask you that question then. It's a storm here, just in case I lose my Wi-Fi. I'm going to give you a heads up. No worries. Uh, da, 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 da. I did that, did that, did that. Are you a procrastinator? Well, I'm going to guess no. Are you a procrastinator? If not, how do you avoid it? I am not a procrastinator with most things. Oh, um, what do you like to procrastinate with? Financial stuff. Because I feel like it's too overwhelming and I don't understand it. Like I'm not, I would love, like, like I honestly have on my to-do list forever call FRS and make my like appointment to, did you know that they like do like complimentary, yeah. like advice, like, yeah. So I'm like, I need to figure out my FRS. But I don't, or like figure out my retirement. I'm like, eh, that's too overwhelming for me. So that I procrastinate on. I don't procrastinate with a lot of stuff because I've learned that I don't deal with that very well. Like I am not that like, oh, I could get it done at the last minute and woohoo. I like to feel that it's done and I have spare time to go back to things if needed. I just don't like that anxiety that that not having things done early gives me. So yeah, that's how I kind of deal with it. Cause I know I don't like feeling like, oh crap, I didn't do something, you know? But there are things I procrastinate about, yeah. Uh, this has become a crowd favorite. What is something that you didn't think you were going to share today? I didn't think I was gonna share hardly all this stuff I share about dating and things like that dating jp um i thought i would talk about my family my kids and things like that and um but yeah so like the, the beginning um i didn't and nor uh jp get on because it was funny i was telling him i'm like i have this podcast i have to remember the podcast blah 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 um and uh, he's like oh i'll be so interested to hear it later i'm like it's nothing don't worry about it so <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll send you the link. Were well, you a communications you. major? No, I, I was am, was a, a math major and philosophy at some point of time. And uh, no, don't, no communications background whatsoever outside of maybe a speech class that I th thought I took, but I don't have any recollection of having taken it. So probably <laughs> should have paid more attention in there. Uh if you, and this was something that I asked this morning, but I'd be interested to hear what you say about this. Uh, if you exist in a parallel universe, what is parallel Sandy doing right now? Ooh, parallel Sandy. Oh goodness. She's probably doing something. She's not sitting. She's doing, she, she's probably doing something. She doesn't like to sit. So I can't imagine that if I don't like to sit parallel universe, Sandy ain't gonna be sitting around. She's probably finishing cleaning or organizing <laughs> something. Oh, that's what she's doing. She's finding something to organize. <laughs> she has time to organize whatever she just found. Whereas I don't always have time. Like today I had to close the pantry. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta get to this later, but it needs to be reorganized again. <laughs> that's something that I, I think I'm just missing in, in my in my brain. I don't see dust. I don't see disorder um, unless it's on my desk. 
Mm-hmm. And unless it's in the bookshelf behind me, then, you know, my camera is a certain place right, right there. Yeah, the second lens has to be right behind it, not in front of it on this side. And the, the books have to be on top of each other. But outside of that, if you go, if I were to go look at the pantry or even when Julie came back, um, she just walked in and, and she started sending me and the girls pictures of, of all the stuff that hadn't been done. So right. she sent me a photo of one of my books on the couch. <laughs> I was like, you, you don't understand how much time I spent cleaning before you came. <laughs> and then she, she sent me a photo of like two plates in the, in the kitchen sink that I forgot to load into the dishwasher. And, you know, that thing? <laughs> so I, I said, you know, you, you've come home and we haven't even had a chance to say welcome home. And you're just sending us photos of, of things that are, you know, there's one book on the couch. Don't sit where the book is or, or put the book somewhere else. But it, it, I don't, I have to, to strain myself to, to find uh, or, or to be able to see the same sort of disorder that she does. And right. my mom's the same way where she is, is worse than Julie is, where if, if you ask her, where would I find a credit card bill from uh, Wachovia Bank from 2003? There's a purchase I made. There's a basketball I purchased from Walmart. I, I need to know how much money I spent on it. You can give her 20 seconds and she'll tell you it was $29.37. It was done on this date. This is dad's credit card. She'll know exactly where that one bill is. Uh, she's older now, so not older. She's well, right. she's older than she was when we came here. So she, she claims to forget stuff, but anytime there's something in the house that's gone missing, well, did you check in that one random spot? Yeah, mom, but I didn't put that there. Well, you don't put things anywhere. I put it there. That's why it's there now. Um, yeah, so, but I, I just, I don't see messes and I don't see dust. And I think that, you know, dusting is, is, uh, I joke with Julie that it's a a rich white American thing. She's not, we're not rich and she's not American. She's French Canadian, but it's this, it's a bad joke of, uh, only you rich people see dust. I, poor people like me, we don't see dust. (laughs) That's just part of our life. Yeah, that's too funny. But I, I can totally relate to the whole finding things. My son had lost his AirPods misplaced couldn't find let's just say he couldn't find and typically i'm able to find things but then it somehow got turned around that in my effort to clean and reorganize his room i probably (laughs) placed them somewhere and so then he's like actually had me thinking i'm like did i do something with those airpods he did find them they were in the the, he, he found them a little bit ago but i'm like you're right i probably there have been times where i will kids clean their own room, but I like to have things organized. Mm -hmm. So I will go in every once in a while and reorganize things. And I have moved things around to the point where people can't find them. (laughs) Only me. (laughs) All right. Well, for the last question, what would you title your episode? What, What would you call this episode if you were to pick one? God, 
gosh. My man, like I feel like I definitely touched on my many different um you know roles with you. Like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a teacher, you know, Christian, extra to friend, blah, blah, blah. So I definitely, I guess the many roles of Sandy, I guess. I don't know. Or Sandy's awesome. <laughs> Sandy's awesome is an awesome title. Sandy's awesome. You should get to know her people. She's yeah. great. <laughs> I will choose that. That, that sounds, yeah, that, that sounds accurate. All right. Well, uh, I'll let the storm be the ending call. Thank you so very much for spending the afternoon with me. Well, it was truly, like I will say, I, it's truly a pleasure to, to, to meet you. And I'm very impressed with all the things that you're doing. Um, so, and I look forward to um, our relationship continuing as well. So it's Absolutely. a pleasure. Thank you. Have a nice evening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and, and thank you to JP as well for, for making an appearance. <laughs> I will. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Until next time, for another 77 times, take care. <laughs>